Hey, it's a very special bonus episode. A spooky one, too. Ooh, yes, y'all. We are with Brooke Lewis. Hello, hello, listeners. I'm so excited. Thank you, Ricky, Ricky, Lester. Thanks for, for dialing in. We're glad to have you. She's so good to her fans and just um, an absolute delight in real life as well. So, yeah, yeah as I'm well, sure, uh, you, you know, getting to, to meet her, isn't she just a treasure? She is such a great gal. Like, I love her. Yeah, and I love what you guys did too on IG when you posted the banner with both her pre and post Elvira costume, right? Yes. Her Cassandra with her stunning, fabulous, flowy red hair. And people, I remember the first time I saw her out of costume, and I was years ago, obviously, and I was, she, she was such an icon. I mean, she's one of my inspirations for my Nizanti character, which we'll, we'll talk about later, right? And so, like, oh my God. And when I first met her without the costume, I was just shocked. Like, you guys, she's gorgeous and has this, like, milky white skin for real legit. Yes, and yeah. the sweetest, sweetest. Sweetest gal, and good for her. What an entrepreneur she is, huh? Oh, oh she yes. is so smart. We were just talking, I think, a couple episodes ago about how they syndicated her, and all of the the big wigs, you know, got the guys running the things, uh, wouldn't give her a raise. So they slowly got them to give her rights to different things, like a fan club. And just basically slowly like, oh, well, we need to make appearances now. So they got the right for Avara to make appearances outside of the show. And it's like, suddenly she owned Owned the character. character. (laughs) You know what? And like, I love that you address that. And for your listeners and anyone who is in the entertainment business or is an entrepreneur in some way, like that is one thing that I made some mistakes early on in my career and with, with various products into the branding products now. And so one thing, mm-hmm. if I can impart wisdom on the on your listeners, is it's all about owning your own product and making sure that even when you have a partner or, you know, a company that you are in bed with, huh, pun intended, and like, <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you literally make sure you own a portion of you because it is you. You are your brand, people. So yes. that's something I learned, and I learned the hard way, you know, early on where I had, and especially, and I could share later because I'm very open, you guys know that, like, when I had a deal with an unscripted show a few years back, and they wanted to own my life, my life, me as an actress, my Miss Nancy brand, mm-hmm. uh, my, my life coaching business, my, they wanted access to clients, and we walked from the deal. So just keep that in mind, everybody, like, yeah. really know your worth and value and make sure that you 
contracts with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and just for our listeners who, like I said, I presume you're already a fan, um, <laughs> but just for our, our listeners, you know, um, I'm sure who have seen you in so many different places because you're popping over here and over there mm-hmm. and doing this. Um, <laughs> and you had, you had, yeah, you had, you know, like you said, you had Miss Vampy. I think probably a lot of people know you from uh, that. And um, can you sort of give, like, how did you get into all this? And then when did you, it, you make it a full-time thing? And, uh, you know, uh, how now? Where, where, where's it all going? Okay, well, we'll need 17 hours. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, me your entire life story. <laughs> Come on, tell I'm us. <laughs> in, in a Reader's Digest version, yeah. and you can interject in us and bring up other questions like those, but for all the listeners, so I, I am an actress first and foremost. People always ask me, that. Like, you do so many Yeah, because you, you produce, you write. Straight, right? Yeah. And um, they're like, <laughs> so what, you know, what do you want to talk about on this show? What do you want to talk about? What are the talking points for this show? Let's tell them this. Because, and they're my angels. Like, there's so much going on. I'm very blessed and grateful. But... I have worked my ass off for every bit of it. Nothing is coming to me. I have been a professional actress for 20 years. Uh, yeah, I'm older than I look. Since college, <laughs> you know. And so how it all came to pass, acting is my main gig. That's my main jam. And everything I do and everything that I've done and that has come forth into my career that I have embraced has somehow supported my acting career. Whether it be starting a production company, so I took pictures years ago when I moved to Hollywood, you know, everything I've produced has been so I can further my career as an actress. So there's that in a nutshell. But yeah. how it all started, and we'll segue around to Ms. Vampy, who we all love, and especially all my gays, they just love Ms. <laughs> how could they not? I mean, her hair and makeup, and, you know, she's yeah. so fabulous, and her blood that and fair, and she's, you know, we'll talk about her in a second. But how did it, so, so here's a great, I'll make it as short as I can, kind of little, like, story, hopefully to inspire the listeners. For anyone who is going, okay, like I always say, whatever we believe in, if you believe in God, you believe, I believe in spiritual higher power, source energy, you know. So, like, I say, like, God, higher power laughs when we're making plans, that old cliche. And it's so true, because I never woke up one day as a little girl going, I'm going to be a famous screen queen. You know, you don't do that. (laughs) Although... You don't? You don't, you know. Maybe some people do now. It's it's become, like, so hot, right? It's like Ryan Murphy's screen queens. You know, now I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm glad I embraced it. But I was a horror movie junkie. But I also was a Broadway, like, little girl. My mom would take me. I grew up in Philly and Jersey. We'd go to New York. We'd go to Broadway shows. And I knew that I was, like, destined to be in the entertainment business. I was a very emotional child. My parents were divorced when I was two. I was by myself a lot. I would sit by the TV and watch all the shows back then in the 80s and, like, just talk to the characters like I was part of it. And so I was a little nutty then. I was a hot mess then, and I'm a hot mess now, and I own it, and I rock it, right? And you turned it into a career. What? You turned it into a career. I did, and yeah. I love it. And so, yeah, so I just, like, I was totally musical theater girl when I was young. I yeah. did, I did, please, I played Frenchie and Grease in college. Yeah, in college. I did, like, community theater. I did Frenchie and Grease, and then yeah. went on to New York to pursue. I actually got into law school, believe it or not, and... I was going to go to law school because everyone said, that's what I'm supposed to do. You're so smart, bro. You're so hardworking. Go to law school. Make a lot of money. Use your brains. And so I tend to do the opposite of what people say I should do. <laughs> so, I, exactly. so I went straight to New York. I'm like, I'm giving this a shot. And I was so lucky. And I worked, again, I worked really hard for it. I had 
callbacks and auditions to producers for the first equity contract role that had opened up in, I think the first role that opened it was like late 90s, and it was in Tony and Tina's wedding. Right out of college, I'm 22 years old, the mobster comedy in New York that ran for 100 years, and this role opened, and I went and auditioned, and six callbacks played right book it. So now I'm 22 in New York, living my dream, seven shows a week, um, you had you know, like no time off, but it was just amazing and making great money and signing yeah. the paradigm and life was awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, fuck law right? school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like gonna ramble and I'm gonna shut up. No, so, please. No, it's your segment. It. Yeah, we so, we love it. We love it when the guest just jumps right in because it makes <laughs> it makes it so much easier for us. It makes it easier. You can just shut me up and be like, bro, shut the f up. Like, but I'll try, and then I'm gonna because I'm trying to get the Mazampi and how it all comes to test. So again. I was like a total musical theater girl and then started doing a lot of indie film monster comedies in New York and then I was starting to audition for a lot of sitcom stuff. So I would come out to LA. Again, none of the horror world existed at that time for me other than me being a fan. And then I moved to LA and now the story's not the same. So I get here, like everyone else, like that's it, I'm going to Hollywood, I'm screen testing for sitcoms and now it's my time to be there. And I'm young and I'm like, I'm doing it. And I probably should have waited just, but again, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I probably shoulda waited. I did not have a ton of TV credits when I came here, which you need. Mm-hmm. So, or you did at the time 15 years ago. So, moving along, I start really Chick Pictures, my production company, and so I was like, that's it. I'm just going to, I couldn't get arrested, you know, with TV here because I didn't have enough credits. And I started my own production company and started partnering with bigger production companies, one of which was back in New York. And segueing around to how I became a screen queen, we end up, I go to Sundance 2004, I just like just moved here, and the first Saw came out. Have you guys seen it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know the franchise. Oh, yeah. uh, very well. Go ahead. Oh, no. Okay, so the first Saw comes out, so I'm at Sundance 04, and I'm like, my gut is screaming. I'm very intuitive, and I'm like, okay, I'm the visionary here we need to do like some psychological horror thriller. So I called my partners back in New York, where I acted in a bunch of their films, and they wanted me to sort of be their like LA liaison producer. And lo and behold, we ended up, I said, okay, I'm going to do this with you, but you have to write a horror thriller, kind of like a saw. I want you to go see it. This is hilarious as I say it out loud. So like, I want you to go see it when it comes out. So next thing you know, they deliver a script to me. And this is where I beg of the listeners, to really use your integrity when making choices in life. I don't care what industry you're in, but especially creative ones, and use your artistic integrity. So they, next thing you know, a couple months later, I get a script, and it's this, like, late-night horror thriller titled Holly Park. And I said, okay, you're going to write me, like, the brunette female lead role, and we'll put a blonde, hot female next to me, and we'll, like, put, you know, a bunch of indie star names and stuff around me, and that's what we're going to do. And so I helped to raise the money, and I asked for another producing partner, blah, blah, blah. So we packaged this, like, fun, pretty good script, okay script, this fun thriller, supposed to be like a mystery thriller, and it's me. And it's Eric Edabari, who I was just with out with the other night at a wedding uh, from Witchblade, and all these great and American heiress TV series, and we've got Michael Pere from who was huge in the 80s, like Eddie and the Cruisers, Streets of Fire, Philadelphia Experiment, Charles Durning, Oscar nominated, rest his soul, he was amazing, Tootsie, Dog Day Afternoons, do you remember him? Um, I, I saw 
coming to mind. Do you remember Cincy? Yes. With the, no, oh. I know you guys are younger, but like Cookie with something off in it. Oh, yes. yes. Right. Yeah. So we have an Oscar-nominated actor starring in it. So then all of a sudden, I am going to put the voice down out for the blind, hot, female lead. I know all these great indie actresses and screen queens now in Hollywood since I moved here. And they said, respectfully, they said, well, we're going to go a different way, we decided. And I knew right then and there, like, what does that mean? So lo and behold, and no judgment here, and I have a lot of friends, especially in horror films, who have done porn and a lot of them. Yeah. fine. I, I don't, do your, do you, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you sleep on your toilet at night. But here we were, years of developing this subject. Right. And I just felt like with Oscar-nominated actors and stuff, it wasn't necessary. So they didn't listen to me, and I was the one woman in the production, on the production team, and they were like, shut the F up. We're going to do it our way. And they ended up casting porn and erotica stars and the two other females. However, oh God, so which yeah, which would not have been my artistic decision. However, <laughs> on, right. on, on, on a positive, and these women are lovely. Like they are talented, they're lovely, they're wonderful. It's not about that. It's about what is right for your project and your career. Mm-hmm. So, so I call my other partner, and there's a finally an ending. It's a long story. I call my other partner here. And I said, what should we do? He's like, you, I'll support you, whatever you want to do. Do you want to walk from the production after like three years? I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Too much time, energy, and money. We believe in this. Let's bring it to fruition. We continue to do it. So we go to AFM, which is coming out the film market. And they end up, so we end up getting a deal with Universal Vivendi. And this, the movie ends up on Showtime. Showtime buys it. So it airs on Showtime three nights a week. For, yeah, three nights a week for two years straight. Jesus. So all the, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they end up, so just so for all the indie filmmakers listening, like you sometimes don't have full creative control over your project once yeah. a distributor buys it. So they change the title to Pinky Killers. <laughs> yes. yes. So now we have Pinky Killers. So I'm like, dying. I'm like, okay. So my manager calls uh-huh. and it's after it airs on Showtime. They're like, you need to get to the office. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting dropped. I'm getting fired. I'm over. My career's over before it started. Nobody knows who the hell I am. Oh, my gosh. So next thing you know, there's a stack of fan mail sitting at my manager's office. Oh, yes, yes. And they're like, Brooke, come here. I'm like, what? (laughs) And there's like, yes, and a stack of like sticky notes, like of all these companies that are like, oh, how can we get the new It Girl screen queen, Brooke Lewis, to come sign autographs at our horror conventions and our pop culture conventions? And like, this is all new for me at the time. And I'm like, what? And it was, it was exactly beginning of 2007, so 11 years ago. So I'm like, what in the world? And they're calling me the new it spring queen in Hollywood. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. So now you choose, you know, instead of like running from it. Yeah. I love horror movies, right? As a fan, I love Elvira. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can embrace this. I, I had done Broadway, I had network sitcoms. Nobody knew really who I was. All yeah. of a sudden, I'm fan now pouring it, right? So. I share it as like a lesson for any listeners if I can help in any way. Like things don't always look like what we plan for them to look like in life or career, what we what we or a relationship and we'll talk about that later, you know, like or what we think on paper is the right yeah. thing for us, but we choose to embrace it. And I did and it's been incredible ever since. And I'm gonna let you ask some more questions and then I will share with the listeners about Ms. Nancy. 
I mean, no, I mean, it's I mean, so fun. It's such a, like, story time. Oh my God, you guys, listen up. Because I think in this town, what people realize is that, you know, because like I said, um, I'm sure people have seen you in so many places because when you're a hustler and you're working in this town, it does mean that you're, um, you're, like you said, involved with something, you put your time into it, and uh, ultimately you go with it and you you make it work and then who knows what you could step into you know yeah. that next thing could be you know and why not ride that you know <laughs> i mean honestly <laughs> um so i think what we wanted to touch on because you are a horror fan and you've been to all these horror conventions we love um comic book conventions Mm -hmm. And I actually have, uh, just FYI to listeners, I do have an appearance coming up at the LA Comic Con at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll be doing a panel there. I'll actually be doing a brief self-defense demonstration at our male Ooh, cosplay look at you. panel. That's awesome. Um, yeah, nothing triggering, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just a few little <laughs> tips. And so you've been to like all these conventions. It's such a wild world of of uh you know cons and stuff what would you say for because i don't really know because i know the comic book ones and the animation ones yeah. but what would you say are like the the biggest or the best or the like the maybe the ones to dip your toe into for the horror the horror cons for the horror fans, and again, I can only really talk about my own experience, and I haven't done all of them, obviously, but I got a shout out for any horror fans who want to meet, like, the, at this point in time, because it has changed in the last 10 years, the top, top ones, I mean, Texas Frightmare Weekend in Dallas is unreal. I Unreal. I mean, they have, you know this, the cast like The Walking Dead there every year. Like, mm -hmm. it's just top notch. I had an incredible time when I went for, we went for the Vampira tribute, and they flew in a lot of, like, kind of horror host iconic characters like Elvira and what have you, and the flew in Nancy again, and she's my, so she, I, real quickly, because it got me to a lot of the horror conventions, she is a comedic mobster Brooklyn dance player <laughs> Yes, that I ended up doing an award-winning talk show for Teen Girls. I have a TV pilot with her. She's fabulous with her big hair and lime and makeup. She's like my alter ego, and I'm going to, don't worry, I'm going to segue back around. But yeah. she's like my alter ego, and she's kind of my, like, alter ego that's fearless. She's super fearless, and she's like who I want to be. Like, she, but she has a heart of gold. So, but she really is so fearless that she kind of, makes things work for her and that's what I aspire to do. And so getting back to the mentions, the Nancy got invited to a lot of those. So we did the Vampire Tribute in twenty ten at Horrorhound, which is in Indianapolis in Indiana. That one is off the chain too. The other ones that have been really good to me is the Crypticon, Crypticon Seattle, and now we have Crypticons all over, I think Ohio and they used to have one in Minnesota. I'm not sure if they still do. And then always a fun one in L.A. is Monster Palooza. That's like one of the best of the best. However, with that one, I would tell the horror fans that you're gonna you're gonna go to for more of a uh, older veteran horror crowd and more of like an FX crowd, like creature stuff, stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you love that, that's badass. So and I have so many now. It's crazy. 
Dragon Con. Dragon Con's another really cool one that's kind of, a lot of them are branched out now because, for one, they can, for two, I think they have to, you know, and so there's a lot of stuff that's going on, as you know. I mean, listen, I used to love Comic-Con. I mean, I did, yeah. I did, and back in the day, you know, and I'll never forget, like, we left a couple of films that like thrillers and stuff and more films and in fact one year and I'll never forget one year it was like 2008 when I Murders first came out and my director Robbie Bryan went and to, and our executive producers and this was before it really like right before it really exploded Comic Con and I'm San Diego Comic Con yeah. and they went I mean and they had my co-star Tony Todd Candyman I mean you want to talk about a horror icon. Candyman in that franchise. Oh, yes. Right? They they had William Forsythe, who also we starred in Eye Murders with, from Once Upon a Time in America. I mean, he was like an A-list movie star back in the day. Like, they had all these huge veteran stars with them, and they went into one of the parties, and they were like, oh, you're not on the list. Bye. Where? So, like, when when shit like that started going down, we were all like, like, the indie stars were kind of like, okay, because, you know, like, everything else, and I'm trying to be respectful, but just, like, Sundance, just, like, everything, and even animals within you guys that have been in this business for 20 years, like, professionally. So, I remember when we used to go to Sundance and film, you know, in, like, late 90s. It was so different. Mm -hmm. The Comic-Cons were so Mm -hmm. different. And now, you know, it became sort of corporate, not Mm -hmm. put down, because they're still fabulous, but now it's, like, A-list. Right? Yeah, I mean, they, obviously they have to make their money, and they do try to bring their uh, A-list game, but it's, uh, it, it, I do, I think that one thing that if you have some sort of, if you can get some kind of in, then you yeah. usually can find ways to... We're good at that. Get... at this point i i think it comic-con is specifically has gotten to a point where um if you're someone who's sort of dipping your toe in or if you haven't been to like a thousand cons uh-huh. you know it is so overwhelming yes and you're gonna drown <laughs> just you're gonna much. dip yeah. your toe in and you're gonna fall in head first <laughs> it's, it's too much. Yes. there's no there's yes. no way to actually physically even do everything yeah. Um, so, it's so tough to maneuver. Yeah, I agree with you. And and yeah. when you go to a smaller con or even sometimes a lesser known con, like they still have really cool, really fun people on the panels. Yeah. And you can actually the way they schedule the panels, you can actually go to all the ones yes. you want to, rather than having to pick and choose. Yeah, they're you know? mostly staggered out. Yeah. That's a great point. See, for me now at this point in my career, I'm kind of like, you know what? If I stay locally, nobody cares. Nobody cares if I go to the Comic Cons here in LA or the Wonder Cons because it's like, okay, you have a star sitting next to you, a celebrity or an actor or whoever, a musician sitting next to you, like at Coffee Bean down the street every day. Right? <laughs> like, nobody cares. It's like I sit there and I'm like, okay, I'll sell a few things. And it's not that I want to, I'm trying to make money, but it's like I want to go meet the fans, but it's really like challenging. And it's always shocking to me. 
Ohio or Seattle or anywhere like that, it's it's like, oh my, it's like you think I was Elvira, you know, there's people (laughs) lined up at fans or lined up down the street. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's the fun part, and that uh, for us, like doing the panels and doing things like that, it gets us sort of in front of a room full of people who are, uh, well, listeners or will be yes. <laughs> <laughs> after the panel. Yeah. That's way more fun, yeah, than trying yeah. to set up a booth and everything. Um, and I think too, like especially in the smaller towns and smaller venues, like it's really offering people something to do that isn't around a lot. So. That, right, you know what I'm saying? It's like, look at us. Like in LA, we go to red carpets every night, and I'm standing next to like, you know, A list stars. Like, who, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they don't need me. We're so spoiled in LA. Like, I remember there was this party downtown a few weeks ago. My friends were like, oh, we already got you a ticket. And I was like, oh, I have to drive downtown. Right. <laughs> it was like this, to go to this party. You know, yeah, and it was like this world renowned DJ. And this whole, it actually was really super fun. And then people were like, oh my God, we drove from Long Beach for this. Or like, we've, dri-, you know, from, even though Long Beach isn't that small, it, but it's just like, Right. You I immediately was like, oh, that's right. People were like, oh my god, I drove from the OC for this, and you just sort of realize like how spoiled you are in totally. LA completely. So yeah, I totally feel you on that one. So one more beat on the horror note before we get to uh, your latest, because I think we have some breaking Brooke Lewis news. Ah. So one one thing um, for the horror uh, fans, we've already talked about a few franchises like Saw. And uh, we're wondering, what are your personal favorite horror franchises? Okay, so growing up in the 80s, I mean, and like, you know, I was such an 80s horror girl, like, really, I believe it or not, Prom Night. I was a Jamie Curtis fan, I still think she's amazing, Adrian Barbeau, but it's one of my favorites, and I know Prom Night's not a franchise, but like, that, my, that was like my jam. Halloween, of course, has always been a favorite. Uh, I'm not crazy about some of the remakes, I'll be very honest. You know, <laughs> just not, just leave it alone. Yeah. I was, one franchise I have to say that has always like really been a favorite is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I will tell you, I really think they've done an exceptional job at their remakes as well. I really think they have. So I'm uh, a big Toby Hooper fan, and I just think the original Texas Chainsaw, maybe because I have a lot of your friends that were in all those films, they're mm-hmm. my friends now, you know, that I've done all the conventions with and stuff, and so I just, I would have to say that for a time, and now I have to also say that because I'm so biased and I love my Tony Todd so dearly, and we started I Murders together, and so I became, I was always a Candyman fan, but I don't even know had I seen, like, all the, like, part six or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> there are six of them? So many. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't even know how many they have now. But, no idea. No, they're rebooting that, that, too. Yes, I, I know that. But he's going to be in it. Which so. I think is awesome. Yes. Yes. And then, I mean, again, I'm such a like, dragon to 13th. I mean, I think I, I, you know, I have friends that probably have been in every single one of them. That would be, what is there, 11 From Crystal Lake right. to Manhattan, by the way. Jason in space. <laughs> Jason in space. Let's not forget about yeah. that one. Yeah. Right. Like, did he take the Staten Island? 
Yeah. <laughs> I love the accent. Please don't break character. They really should have. Why? Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Yeah, that one is. But even then, I feel like no matter how crazy and ridiculous they are, like you still love them. I do. And then I'm like, I'm really actually. I do. I'm really actually like. I'm such a film buff and a film fan. I'm such a geek, like I'm a film geek, and I really, you know, the artistic side of George Lewis. And if I wanted to really shout out to well-made films, I mean, I'm much more of a thriller gal. Like we actually, my one of my best friends, Stacey Lane Wilson, who's a brilliant writer and wonderful director, wrote directed a short piece for us. Shout out that we toured the whole festival circuit with last year, which is a thriller and it's titled mm-hmm. Psychotherapy. And it's a short that we are so blessed. We won a ton of awards. I got to star opposite uh, Richie and Logan, who, speaking of which, Nightmare on Elm Street came of this whole franchise. So, uh, which is another favorite of mine, Nightmare on Elm Street, although the original. I'll go back and keep reinforcing the original. So, what yeah. I was going to say was, Stacey and I created that because we're both flying into Palma fans. So, like, that's really my jam. Like, dress to kill, blow mm-hmm. out. Like, I love renting old movies, like, and even some of his newer films, you know, I just think he's genius. And for all your real, like, horror buff listeners, definitely check out the French horror films if you haven't. There's a film titled Inside and uh, Martyrs. I mean, and these are, like, hardcore, hardcore, cinematic, horror, horrific, like, graphic, horrific, but it's, like, oh, deep in your soul. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. I actually Yummy. just started watching uh Netflix has a new series called The Haunting Haunting of Hill House. Oh, how is that? It's very much a thriller. Okay. So far, like I don't think I've really seen a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And it's more very like much more psychological. Because oh, they, so I just yeah. read something about that. And who who were the actors in that? Timothy Hutton. Start? Timothy Hutton plays the the father. So he's the patriarch of this family. And you have two settings. You have the settings of like, I think it's like the mid nineties where they're all kids, and he they made him look. I don't know if it's CGI or lighting or the wig. They made him look <laughs> like Timothy Hutton from the nineties. That's and so then weird. And then it's like. Today times, because they flash back and forth all the time, uh-huh. and he's Timothy Hutton now, and it's like, I, it That's is... so crazy. So, like, they did such a great job, but all the other actors have child actors that, that play them uh, as well, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of cuts back and forth between these two time periods, and just gets into how moving into this home hmm. just derailed this family and sent them on this, like... Interesting. And it also sort of, yeah, it sort of nods to the idea that, like, even if you don't believe in ghosts, like, people can still be haunted by the dead. Yeah. Because you're you're haunted by their memory. Yeah. You're haunted by what could have been, or you're Mm. haunted by missing them. And it's like, even though you, again, may not physically see or believe in ghosts, you could still be haunted. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, it goes deeper than a lot of other stuff that's out there right I now. Love so. yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Albeit, I'm total junkie now watching Obsessed with the Purge and USA. Like, I'm so ridiculous. <laughs> I like, out every episode and then like, USA, like, please be back and start chatting with me about the show. And I'm like, all right, this is good. Now put me on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? Got some <laughs> ideas for show? you. What is going on here? Got some ideas for you. Yeah, totally. 
So, um, Brooke, we want to um, wrap up our very special episode with another question for you, which I think is kind of some breaking news in that you're coming out with a brand new product line. Yes. Thank you so much for asking. And this couldn't be more perfect timing. I'm so excited. In fact, I'll shout out to, and you are really, truly getting like one of the first exclusives because we are releasing it tomorrow. Hey. Yay. Yay. And I have another (laughs) product line that I want to shout out to after. So first and foremost, tomorrow we are releasing, I am so blessed, I got branded a couple years back by Tosh Cosmetics. Brooke, my first name, 17, 
all your listeners will get 15% off of anything with my code. So I like to share that when hey. I Awesome. We'll put that in, yes. in our notes as well yes. so everyone yes. can awesome. get their shop on. For sure. Yes, yes, yes. So that's that. And we have just great stuff. You can check out all our other brands and everything. And then also, if I can shout out real quickly to something else that we've just launched as well, which is my clothing brand partner, same thing. In fact, we launched our clothing prior to my makeup line almost three years ago. We worked our butts off. And big shout out to Metal Bay Mayhem, which is a lifestyle, a rock music lifestyle company. She is badass clothing for all you musicians and rockers out there. And these girls have become truly like my closest of friends as well as business associates. So we're all incredibly lucky. And with her, we did Rock Your Hot Mess, which is really selling well. We have a full clothing line, Rock Your Hot Mess, with Brooke Lewis at Metal Day Mayhem, Alice Metal Day Cohen. And so we actually, I got recently engaged end of last year. To, to have you with us and we're we're so glad that you decided to chat with us and um i'm kind of excited for the eyeshadow line just because i have a few <laughs> halloween costumes uh-huh. uh huh ah we'll have to get you one we'll have to get you <laughs> yeah. um <clears throat> before we let you go how can our listeners connect with you follow you see you on instagram all that good stuff Thank you so much. Yes, I am most active. I have a Facebook fan page, but I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at Brooke Olewis, L-A, on both, and also on the Facebook fan page, too. So I do check in, everybody. I really do. But I'm much more active now, and I'm trying to get more active on Instagram. On oh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's like the place to be. <laughs> right? It's like, Instagram is it. Even though it hates me. Yeah. but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though it was like <laughs> acting up on Richie Rich today. <sighs> when it posts something uh, for him. Yeah. I get anxiety, you guys. Like, literally, I wake up, seriously, I wake up and I'm so grateful, but, like, it's like a job, right? You wake up, I wake yeah. up at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm uh, two hours on Instagram responding to fans and commenting back because I believe it's important to do so, and I love, love, love my fans, so keep them coming and chat with me, but, like, it's crazy. I mean, sometimes there's fiancés, like, Brooke, it's 2 in the morning. What are you doing out there? I'm <laughs> oh, it's insane. Responding, yes, yeah. responding to fans on Instagram. 
I've I've had some very brief like moments of I commented on something that got like a bazillion views and responses mm-hmm. and whatever, and and literally for those like two hours I was like oh my god like it's, it's giving so much anxiety like, <laughs> like why did I respond to this you know so it's like I can only imagine if that's a constant every day. Cause you have, like, it's like having like yeah. a panic attack. I'm like, I, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, this is too much. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, we... but yeah. Oh, oh, and um, also, if you want to check out the clothing line and the makeup line, go to my coaching site, which is also my Be You and Be Fearless, you know, company all together. And it's uh, B. It's well, I was about to do my no, not a good idea. But my regular <laughs> is, is, is <laughs> I was about to do my email is uh, Brooke. Well, no, it's buandfearlesslifecoach.com, and then my active site is brooklewis.com, and so everything is there, including the discount codes if you need them, you can find them just search. That's amazing. We actually were um, saying that we uh, ran into you briefly a couple times, once at Jessica's. Yes, and, and it didn't work with Jillian's 32. Yes, we were at Jillian's. Mm-hmm. Yes, we just said you met Mark, my fiance, because we were yes. talking about that. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes, last time we saw the word Jillian's. And it's so funny because I was thinking about you guys yesterday because I was with Jillian. We were doing our Breaking the Chains Foundation event that, you know, she's the celebrity spokesperson and ambassador, and I'm the celebrity ambassador for Deb Hopkins for um, eating disorders and mm-hmm. body shaming and body image issues. So, we were at a big event yesterday, and I said, I was just like, wait a minute, I saw the Jillian. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. That was us. Yeah. Sure did. And, um, you know, we love doing a charity events and stuff like that, too. So stay in touch, because we want to support you and the and the charities and Absolutely. that you love. So, um, I would be honored. I would to, be honored. And yeah. if you guys are doing anything to hit me up, I will totally come support. Yeah, absolutely. We had such a super fun time with you, and uh, we're sorry you couldn't be here because you're allergic to our dog, but um, <laughs> we'll probably, yeah. <laughs> but we'll definitely, I uh, will see you on the red carpet. Absolutely. I, I can't wait. Thank you guys so much for having me. Love to all the listeners. And Keep up the great work. You guys are so cute. Oh, really thank cute. you. Oh, you too. Congratulations on all, on all your cute. all your shit going on this year. Goodness. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, it's just like you got <laughs> to work. Busy year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a hot mess. Like, I'm perfectly perfectly everyone else. Are you kidding? I love it. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Happy Halloween. Happy you Halloween. too. All right. Much love. See you soon. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.